You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What is up? Welcome back, everybody. This is the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast. My name is Ethan. My name's Derry, and I have facial hair now. He has facial hair. It's the end of November. It's been a good time. And as you heard at the beginning, we discussed the gray areas of the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Specifically today, we are going to be delving in, if you will, into the topic of psychedelic drugs. Mm -hmm. And if they are portals to the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of opinions out there, a lot of thoughts, um, testimonies from certain people. Yeah. That necessarily we don't have... Specific testimonies from people we know, maybe you do, I definitely don't have, but from my past I've talked to people and heard some stories and I have some thoughts formulated around the topic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're super excited. It's a really fun topic to get into. Everyone always likes talking about drugs for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. But first, I'd like to say, I don't know what episode, if it was last episode or not, but I might have worn the same tank top last episode for you guys watching. <laughs> I apologize. I have washed it and have not worn it since then. So it's next week. This is I actually just Dar- happened to wear the tank top. It's actually Terry's only shirt. <laughs> he doesn't like talking about it. It's a sensitive subject. I wash it every. I wash it every day though. <laughs> that would ruin the texture so fast. Just kidding. That's just so kidding. Funny. But yeah, so this idea, um, psychedelics. At least for myself, I've always been curious about them. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, part like of my curious, like you want to try them, or like at what? one point, yeah, but curious about yeah, yeah, like yeah, me too. Like, oh, I wonder, are they like I've heard like spiritual things about it, like no, yeah, demons, yeah. whatnot. But I thought, is it or is it just a really whack trip? You know? Yeah. And I used to smoke weed, right? A part among of my other testimony. things. Yeah. Uh, among other things. Yeah. 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 Crayons and crack. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> other C word. Um, no, never, Smarties. Never smoked crack. Um, I smoked. C or K2. Table sugar from Denny's. You know what that is in spice. Not a good time. Um, but yeah, so at least for myself, I used to have a past with drugs. And so I, when I would do drugs back then, I was, I was curious about it. Like, because mm-hmm. I would say, like, I, I grew up Christian, but then got into drugs when I was in high school. But so I, I had that, like, idea, like, oh, it could be like a spiritual thing. And I thought, maybe I won't do shrooms then. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. Or, like, or in, my, in my town, like psychedelics was the drugs everybody did. Like it was weed and like shrooms. This is the only thing people Bro, you're did. From California. I didn't have any friends who did crack or meth or anything like that. It was just like everybody was just like, you want some shrooms or you want some weed. It was the only things you ever got offered were those oh. two things. I got. It was offered, a very hippie town though. That's true. You're from California. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I got offered to do shrooms or the opportunity, but then the girl I was dating was like, if you do shrooms, I'll be so mad at you. And I thought. We fight every weekend. I'm not trying to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, it ain't worth it. It was God's saving grace. That's so funny. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> let's uh, yeah. let's dive in like a small Chinese woman on a diving board. and No splash. <laughs> no splash. Hashtag Olympics. And talk about what is the spiritual realm? Like, let's define it first. Just to get it out of the way. Like, right, we're right, talking right. about can we open a portal to the spiritual realm? We need to know what the spiritual realm is. What, yeah. Does it exist? All these kind of things. What do you think? Yeah, okay, so I've been thinking about this weirdly, actually, the last couple of weeks. Like, what is the spirit world? Mm-hmm. Now, I've never been there. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, we kind of exist there a little bit. I mean, like, in the way that we have a spirit. Yeah. And we can talk to God who is spirit, yes. But, like, I've never with my eyes, like, seen the spirit world. Yeah. I've had things I would Is that consider. possible? I mean, yeah, John did it. 
uh, Ezekiel, okay. Isaiah, all these guys who had visions of God, Paul, mm-hmm. in the Bible at least. That I, could be God just trying to like relate to us in a physical way though. Yeah, but like all of Revelation is like, like he's in the throne room. He sees the throne room. He's like, I saw the throne room and there's 24 thrones. And there's 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that could be like just symbolism that God showed to reveal a message, but I think it's more or less a literal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was that, just kind of playing the right. devil's advocate. Um, for a second. But yeah, so, I, so, so with that being said, the spirit world definitely exists. Mm-hmm. As, as we have biblical testimony as Christians, the Bible is authoritative and inerrant. Mm-hmm. And so with that saying, uh, or with that said, the spirit world exists. And when it comes to the idea of accessing the spirit world, that's where it's interesting because yeah. I think there are certain ways in which humans are allowed to do it when, mm-hmm. by God's sovereign timing. And I think what, what gets really tricky is, or it's really bad is when Christians decide, or not Christians, but when people decide, they want to force their way in there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, I, and we can get into that. We'll get into that later. I would say we have access to the spirit world at all times, just by, like, just in my belief that we have spirits, we exist in the spiritual realm. Whatever amount of cognitive awareness we have of that kind of existence, we can debate over. Um, but I, like- I feel like with us having the spirit inside of us, right? Yeah. A God spirit, that we have access to him all the time. That we are technically connected to the spirit realm yeah. at all times when we talk to him. Yeah. Connected, yeah. definitely. And you know, like, how much we can access it is is very debatable. Is, is, yeah, that's limited. And and it, it's funny when you started talking about like we are part spirit and there's a spirit world we can do. It got me thinking about Gnosticism. Do you know what Gnosticism mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. The idea that there's like duality and yeah. And so I was like, oh wait, is Derek a Christian Knox? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you are. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, man, I was editing our show this morning for mm-hmm. the clip we released, mm-hmm. and I coughed in the episode. <laughs> so terrible. I just burped just now, so I thought mm-hmm. I'd address that. But yeah, um, any more thoughts on the spirit world? Yeah, so I, I mean, I could say a little bit. It's obviously been like a a thing throughout the ages that people have been aware that there's a spiritual realm. I would say now more than ever, it's less of a believed thing, um, especially among people who aren't Christian, but even among people who are Christian, just like a blatant disregard for the spiritual realm in general, like completely existing in the physical realm. Whereas if you go to the East, it's so apparent to them that there's a spiritual realm. Yeah, vastly different. Yeah, every day. It's just obvious that that's that's what exists. That's their experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the devil attacks people in different ways. He's happy that we don't think there's a spiritual realm. Just like he's happy the people in the West or the East think there is a spiritual realm, right? Yeah. He attacks them in different he's ways. He's just deceptive. He just wants to deceive yeah. whatever he can. But throughout the ages, people have um, worshipped um, through the spiritual realm, right? Mm-hmm. In every single religion, whether you say it's from God or from demons or something, every person who has worshipped um, or has had a God or a deity, I would say, is accessing the spiritual realm, whether oh, yeah. through a demonic means or uh, an angelic means or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like even... For Christians especially, the Bible says that God is spirit. Therefore, yeah. his followers must worship in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's super interesting there where it's like, okay, what does it mean to worship in spirit? Mm-hmm. But then, because people could say, oh, I go do spiritual stuff through drugs. But then it says, but spirit and truth. Yeah. So then you have to tie in, okay, what what is the, the marriage of spirit and truth and how does that look? Mm-hmm. And like you said, because we are Christians and we have the Holy Spirit in us, the God spirit in us, we have access to the spirit right. in a sense, that, that spirit world in a sense. And um, in Hebrews, the writer says, a boldly approach the throne of grace to receive mm-hmm. mercy. Now, mm-hmm. whether you want to take that as a metaphorical like mindset of come, approaching God, or you want to take it as a more spiritual mindset where your spirit can go before the throne of God, whatever it is, you're approaching God, who is spirit, mm-hmm. and exists in the realm of spirit. Yeah. And so it stands to reason 
that then you would be accessing, I guess you could call it, the spiritual realm, even though it's not like a maybe a transient feeling like if you are on shrooms or acid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So today we're talking about if like psychedelics would get you into the spiritual realm, right? Psychedelics, If yeah. we normally can't just access it whenever we want, could this form of drug be uh, an access point into the spiritual realm? Right. And we can talk about different testimonies and different like things that people have talked about, but I want to talk about uh, history a little bit for okay. a second. Yeah. Um, like according to history, almost every major religion um, has used psychedelics in some form to worship their god at some point in history, right? Uh, Dating they have Christians? Uh, I'm sure they have at some point, but like they not. Should not. No, Christians do that now though. You know they I mean? should. That doesn't mean they should. Yeah, no, it's not how they should, but like I'm saying, don't historically think, it has been documented yeah. that it has been used. Yeah, right? Just real quick, I want to say I don't think you can access God's presence while on psychotropic drugs. Yeah. I mean, you should not do you that. could experience his presence, but it's not how you're supposed to. I mean, I don't God's, God's shown up to people in those experiences. Maybe. And that would be... Well, maybe you've heard testing God's that, presence. but I haven't. Okay. Yeah, but I I'm would... just saying God can do anything, and so God could show up people. Right. It's not how you should seek out God's presence, right. I would but say, it's possible that God could maybe show up in, in your... Maybe in certain small regards, God would like make an exception so he can reveal himself to save them, mm-hmm. but that should never be the normal. I'm like... Yeah, absolutely. God has ways that he's outlined that humans approach him, and you got to play by his rules. It's like what absolutely. I come to. Yeah. Right? So throughout history, um, you could say dating back like 6,000, 7,000 years ago, we can track through different religions how they used uh, psychedelic drugs to mm-hmm. worship their gods, right? Um, it was really, really popular in ancient Greece. Um, one of the most popular forms of worshiping their gods was through psychedelics. Yeah. And you can see it throughout Africa, throughout the um, Pacific Islanders. You see it. You see it. Um, all over the place. Oh, yeah. um, oh a lot in, uh, in Hinduism. You see it a ton. Oh, yeah. Worshiping Hindu gods. A lot gods. of pagan religions, ancient pagan religions did that. Yeah. And you have everything from from all kinds of different psychedelics to burning hemp, burning weed, and stuff did like that, mention, which are more minor psychedelics. Did you mention Buddhism? Uh, no. I didn't see anything from Buddhism. Uh, well, I just know people who've gone. Like, I have a friend who went to California and microdosed with uh, Molly. and Interesting. For, being led by a, a Buddhist monk in it for, like, some oh, weird. spiritual healing stuff. I've never heard of that for Buddhism, just for Hinduism. Maybe it's just a different. California It's Buddhism. probably a California thing, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know what, like, what California <laughs> Buddhism is. Like, it's it's not Buddhism. It's, something else. it's just whatever you want. It's whatever you want to be. It's super interesting, yeah. Because it's not, like, traditional Buddhism like you'd yeah. see in India or Thailand or something like that. Right, because... I was going to make a big stare about a type of California loving mm. materialism and Buddhism. Not. Mm. Yeah. So you hear all of these testimonies from people saying, like, all of the trips that they had when they were on acid, they're on DMT, they're on something like that, right? Yeah. And you could say it was just a trip, but a lot of the times it makes too much sense for it to just be a trip, right? Right. Um, and so if it is a spiritual, like, portal right? A portal to the spiritual world or a door or whatever you want to call it. It would make sense that these ancient religions would use it a lot to worship their gods because then they could technically have contact with these demons who could show up in whatever form they wanted to, yeah. like show up in some glorious, like beautiful form for them um, mm-hmm. or show up in like a scary form to intimidate them and to bring to fear, fear to them, yeah. right? To get them to be submissive to them, yeah. right? Yeah. It could, it could um, bring them a lot of power, right? It'd be yeah. very interesting. What yeah, and, it's, about that? and there's like that whole spiritual aspect of power in the world too is so untalked about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, that that's a whole another topic we go to. Like, how much does the 
we can call the enemy or how much does spirituality play in the life of everyday of everyday life which i would say it's more often than americans think yeah but yeah it's so interesting like if like i've heard like almost every story of people who do dmt that you research online is mm-hmm. like across the board weirdly similar yeah have you heard of that before uh-huh yeah so for those of you who don't know just real quick it's like they'll take a certain amount of dmt now if you do a little bit of dmt i've heard people that like didn't have that because it didn't take too much. But you do DMT, that's a plant, it's a chemical in grass that you can extract and whatnot and take a lot of it and, and trip, but you, it's, you start hallucinating. Um, and they would astral project out of their body and see their room, and then they out of the room and they'd see their house, and out of the house, see the neighborhood, and they just kept going higher and higher. And mm-hmm. these testimonies where they're in, and they're in space, and then they, a lot of them say, like, these beings just show up and start talking to them and sharing with them, mm-hmm. like, secret information, I guess. People might say, or say, hey, we're yep. gods, we're this. And it's like, and when I hear that, I'm like, that would make sense that it would be a demon mm-hmm. because the devil's only job is, like you said, to deceive people. Mm-hmm. And so if he can deceive people when they're doing DMT to think that aliens exist mm-hmm. and because they've talked to them or gods, plural, exist because they, quote, unquote, talk to them, yeah. then that's going to be an experience that's going to be really foundational in their worldview and their religious belief. Yeah. So, it would make, so it's going to take a lot for them necessarily to follow God because they'd have to like figure out how to justify their experience there. yeah in college i had a spiritual wellness class and one of the speakers that came in said that he had i think it was three spiritual guides that he talked to often and would give him mm-hmm. directions um and that it would just like give him the secret like uh information they were talking about that you get from dmt that's so super crazy. interesting that's just like man like and you hear that and like people are like but like this is like the god that i follow i'm like i know like you think it's good Mm-hmm. But the sad reality of the truth is that, like, the end is destruction. Yeah. And the secret wisdom that whatever you're finding that you think is secret wisdom that you like, like, the wisdom of God surpasses all of it. The mm-hmm. pe- and I, I, don't, I don't think those people would necessarily say they have, like, peace in life. Maybe some of them would say, like, yeah, I feel like I have peace in my life. Mm-hmm. But I would say, like, but if you knew the peace that God could bring, mm-hmm. it's unrivaled. The peace that I've experienced in the depths of my heart and my being in the presence of the Lord mm-hmm. has far surpassed any drug experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I just I I like so badly fit, like think to myself like how can we reach these people that have such a desire or such a such a real experience where like I saw these beings I don't know how to justify mm-hmm. them. this is when I talk to the spiritual guys they seem like they like me these spiritual mentors you could say mm-hmm. like they like me they help me like how do you reach those people that's not right. necessarily, we don't have to necessarily go that way but that's just a question I think to myself like this is a gospel obviously yeah but. yeah um, speaking about similarities between different psychedelics as well. Um, one that I've heard a couple of different times from a few different places is that the main animal that people see when they trip is like big cats or like jaguars. And the, one of the only animals that consistently eats um, psychedelic plants are jaguars. And so if you're making a case that you could enter the spiritual realm using these psychedelics, it would make sense that if other things are also entering that spiritual realm, that you can contact them. <laughs> jaguars just tripping. And so if jaguars are the main animal, I'm not saying this is true. It's just an interesting, right. maybe coincidence. It is interesting, yeah. Is that the only, one of the only animals that trips on these regularly is our jaguars. And yeah. that's the main animal that we see when we trip on those things. Not we. And, or, well, people. <laughs> and, like, you could say that for people in America. Americans have never seen jaguars before. Or most of us have never seen them, Right. Like, that's just Watch a standard thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just interesting that that would be the main animal. You would think it would be an animal that we would, if it's just coincidence, right? You would think it would be an animal that we more interact with on the daily, right? Yeah. Not like a jaguar 
just an interesting point. Yeah, that's, so I wonder though, like, so I would, I'd be interested to look in the biology of how the jaguar's body processes that to see mm-hmm. if it, they do have some weird effect. Mm-hmm. And what would that look like? Oh, it for does. A cat? You can watch videos. You can. Yeah, they trip. That's. I wonder what a cat's trip looks like. Yeah, who knows? They see humans doing weird stuff. They, but they don't. They're like their brains are so much less developed and able to like. Yeah. Process emotion. Like I just wonder. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I wonder if like. If there is a, if they are actually like going to the same realm, therefore you're seeing them, or if demons are just toying with humans mm-hmm. to make a case for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, super I don't condone it in any yeah. regard. I don't. That's not what the show's about. Yeah, but we're just discussing it. Yeah. So maybe we can move into like some testimonials of like people we've known or like yeah. stories we've heard. Have you heard any like? Stories of people experiencing like demons or the spiritual realm at all. Um, I've listened to podcasts with them. Mm-hmm. Like that one that I talked about with the the astral projection. That was a thing I looked into a couple years ago um, mm-hmm. online, and it seemed to be evident. But I've also heard friends talk about it. Mm-hmm. I know one of my friends who did the microdosing in, in California for some therapy thing. He he said that he didn't necessarily say he had a spiritual encounter with any being, mm-hmm. but it was interesting because he did say that he felt like the therapy he had helped. Mm-hmm. Which that'd be like another. I was like, I was just listening to the story. I was hoping for an yeah. open door to evangelize, but it wasn't opportune. Yeah, I don't know much about microdosing, so I can't really speak to its effectiveness or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're more talking about like full dosing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, things. yeah, I've never done it myself. I know people have done shrooms, but they didn't say they had a spiritual encounter. Mm-hmm. I did know someone who took. They meant to take four drops of acid. They accidentally took eight. Because mm. um, there was like the eye dropper, yeah, yeah. and they were like just squeezing it like way too much. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can you come pick me up? And they're like, no, I took way too much acid and I'm having a terrible trip. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I was asking about it. And he said that, he said it looked like everything was like turned to lava and like melting away. He said he felt like he was in hell. Whoa. And I was like, why? He still does drugs. I'm like, why do you, why do you do that? You yeah. have, if you saw, you think you saw what you would consider or understand as hell. I'm like, it's a bad time. Yeah. Not a great time. Yeah. It's super interesting. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but what about you? You have any? Yeah, I had a, a friend told me um, a story about his friend, um, really, really close friend that he had growing up. And the guy wasn't a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was I think he said that he was more um, like agnostic or like even kind of Buddhist or something like that. Okay. I can't remember exactly. Um, um, but I'm not going to say his name too, just for confidentiality and right. stuff like that, because it's not necessarily Wisdom. my place to say his name. Um, but he said he was just getting into all that kind of new agey kind of things and doing uh, psychedelics, and he said that he started doing them, and whenever he would go there, it would be this like crazy trip, of course, but that these um, like two or three beings would meet him every time, Whoa. and they were always the same beings, and he said they would always give him like this wisdom, like the secret wisdom that we we're talking about, right? Did he share it with you? What? Did he tell you what the wisdom they said was? No, 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 no. Um, Don't eat the gum off the sidewalk. <laughs> it's just Buddy the, the Elf's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he said every time they would give him these, uh, these like this wisdom, and he would like take it to heart, and he would really like believe the things they said, and they would always give him advice. And he said that eventually, um, my fr- he told my friend who told me, um, he said eventually that the beings started to like 
follow him out of the trips that he would have. And he started to encounter them in real life and they would start to give him wisdom out in just like normal life. And he would start to encounter them and talk to them. And like, it wasn't like just like a one time or like a couple time thing. Like every time he would trip and then outside of his trips, he would just like consult these beings that would give him wisdom. I would be so scared. I'd be like, bro, stop following me. Yeah. And so, but like they were his like quote unquote, like friends, I guess like kind of friends. Yeah. Like, I don't know how wary or not he was of it, but I think it, at least from the story I heard, it seemed like it was kind of like a, like not really a scary thing, but like they were helping him kind of with life. Um, and so he said that like they would give him all these like things, but that one day, um, he had a trip, like, and instead of going to like meet his people or whatever, they give him wisdom, Mm -hmm. he just felt like he was in this black void and he couldn't go anywhere. That there was nothing there except for him. Um, but he could see, like, far off in the distance that um, there was, like, this city. And then he just knew in his head, like, this phrase, that that's where the party's at. Right? Huh. And, like, that's just, I guess that's just the kind of guy he was. Like, he just liked to party or something. But he's yeah. like, that's where the party's at. And I'm over here, like, stuck in this void. Right? Um, he was just like, he said it felt like hell. Like he just couldn't move. He couldn't do anything. He was just stuck in this black void and he knew he was going to stay there and that he couldn't get over to like this city where like all of the party was. What? Right. And he said, uh, he left this trip. Hold on. I wrote down this thing. Let me see if I'm forgetting anything really fast. Um, so he had this trip and when, when he finished, he said that his, uh, like his guys that would always talk to him, mm-hmm. like met him and uh, like started to like telling him lies again about like what that thing was. Oh, I forgot to mention too. Um, right before he had that trip, he uh, he had an encounter with God, Whoa. and God like the the revelation that he had before he had this trip about like being in hell or whatever like he was in was that perfect love is between the Father and the Son. Right in relationship to Jesus hmm. and the Father, right, and so he had this crazy revelation from God that like he is the way and and that his perfect love is between him and his son, right? Yeah. And so he had that crazy revelation. Obviously, he fully doesn't understand the, the gospel still, right? Um, but he has this revelation, and then he trips and has this experience where he sees like the party's over there, and I'm stuck in this like abyss, this void, and I can't get out of it. Hmm. And so he came out of that that experience and his like mentor people or whatever were just telling him lies about everything that was happening. Cause he was like, wow, I gotta like, I gotta get rid of this. Cause this obviously isn't yeah. good for me. And yeah. so like, they were just telling him lies like over and over and over and trying to really like get rid of like the revelation that God had given him that like the best love is the love between the father and the son. Um, and he said that he struggled it for, he struggled with it for like a really, really long time. And like it hijacked a lot of his life. Hmm. Um, um, but that like, he, um, he had like a, a lot of the lies that they were telling him was that he couldn't be forgiven of like certain sins. Oh, and like over and over when like he would hear about how God could forgive everybody of their sins and he'd hear about the perfect love between the father and the son, um, the, that his like mentors would tell him like, you've done like this and you've done this and like, you can't be forgiven of those things. Like you've mm-hmm. committed sins that can't be forgiven. Like there's no reason to go that way because you can't be forgiven of these sins. And he, uh, he said that just over and over, there would be this, uh, this thing of that he couldn't be forgiven. And uh, my friend said that he said that this was like a reoccurring thing, that it was so hard for him to come to Christ yeah. and like truly like feel like he was forgiven because of like this deep rooted like 
wisdom, quote unquote, that he had heard from his mentors for so long that like it couldn't be forgiven. And he said it took oh. a really long time for him to actually unbelieve a lot of like the like secret wisdom that they had given him right. from this just, trip. It's just like in, ingrained lies. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, it was super interesting. That's crazy. And Is so, he Christian now? yeah, so he became like a radical Christian. Um, after that and like gave up everything but one thing that he said that happened is he didn't give up weed for a really long time because mm. he just said he like didn't feel conviction from the lord about it and he just felt like it was okay um but he did say every time he smoked weed he felt like he was in this haze where he wasn't forgiven again oh shoot. and so he said like he would feel fine every time he didn't smoke weed um but every time he smoked it he would go back to that like panic kind of mode that he was in where he's like i'm not forgiven like god doesn't love me mm. i can't like be forgiven of these sins that i've committed and he said, like, every time that he would go back to that, that's what he would feel. And there's, it's possible, just in my own thinking, because weed does have some psychedelic properties, that he would um, be experiencing just a little bit of what yeah, he would experience like, on like DMT when he would do weed. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's so, yeah, I mean, the Bible says to be sober and be vigilant and aware, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's the main case for why I would say people shouldn't do psychedelics and marijuana mm-hmm. in, the, in that regard. Um, for like recreational use, um, medical is different yeah. story we can get into, but yeah. don't need to. Um, but yeah, like the Bible says, stay sober and vigilant and aware. Like if you're giving that sober mindset up, it seems like this friend was giving up his awareness of the, the revelation that Jesus gave him of forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. and so this guy um, struggled with like these demons for a long time. And actually had to be, like, physically delivered of them when he came to do his DTS. Oh, like, shoot. Not, like, a little thing, like, had to be, like, delivered from demons when... Right. With, like, a, like, really strong prayer. Like, like deliverance from demons. Like, not a small thing. Yeah, no, right? I had a... I've had friends that had that, but that was because of uh, different, like, religious reasons and yeah. stuff. So it's crazy. Like, I think it's a really real thing just because so many yeah, testimonies that I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could debate about the the back and forth of how deep can you go into the spiritual realm? Is it just like a demonic spiritual realm or does it give you some kind of access just into the spiritual realm in general where (laughs) it's sort of neutral, but like most of the time, like demons take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, in that whole world, so that's like a lot of, from what I know about witchcraft, a lot of Mm -hmm. people who partake in witchcraft and Wicca use psychedelics to do what they're supposed to. And there's this idea where like we exist right now, what people would call the first heaven. And then they would say that the the angels and demons now angels can go to the throne room, which is the throne room of God, which is mm-hmm. known as the third heaven. They would say like the demonic realm would be like the second heaven, yeah. right? And then where God exists is like the third heaven. It's the highest of the high, and that's like kind of talked about in Paul mentions it a little bit. He says I was caught up in the third heaven, and mm-hmm. he said for I don't know really a lot about it, but whatever. I think that's technically different. But... So people, yeah, people assume it'd be like. The, another interpretation is like first heaven's like where we are, second heaven would be atmosphere, third heaven would be space. Yeah, that's what I've always yeah. heard of that. So I think it can be both and. I don't necessarily think it has to be either or. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily matter. It's not here, neither here nor there. Yeah. The idea is that like God is in a separate vicinity of a spiritual realm than the demons, and then we are even in our physical mindsets mm. less in a spiritual mindset than that. Yeah. And so if you do drugs they, they, and, and psychedelics, it's assumed that you're just accessing the second. Mm. And you don't necessarily go to the third. Mm. And yeah, like I said earlier, like if you are trying to encounter God in a spiritual manner, it's not like you can force your way into heaven. Hmm. You know, everyone in the, the Bible, when we have the, the examples have in the Bible of people going to the third heaven, we can call it, um, in the throne room, 
that was all when in God's doing. He said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm calling you up here. Come on. And it was for a purpose of receiving a message and delivering it. Right. right. And so I don't necessarily think there's a big need for Christians to do that anymore. If there's a big mm-hmm. desire in a heart to see that, I mean, that's you're, you will one day when you're in heaven. Yeah. You don't need to worry about that. But it's not for any one of us to take advantage of or, or think we can force our way into God's realm because, well, he's God. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. But there is like a genuine... Like, desire, I think, in everyone's heart to see what the spiritual world is like. Yeah, it's you know? interesting. It's new. It's yeah. like an adventure. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that, well, we're created by a spiritual God. Yeah. You know, if we're created by God, it stands to reason that we would have some compass internally that would mm-hmm. desire the things of God. And God is spirit, so we would desire the things of the spirit. Yeah. And so the demons, whether they, whether it opens portals and they then go into that world and then talk to them, or the demons just take advantage of the trip, whatever it is the demons know that we have a desire for spirituality and they will want to manipulate that as much as they can. And drugs, I would say, are probably the easiest way that they can do that. Yeah. Right? And it's the best way for God and the best way for the Christian to experience that, that, that unification in the spirit that God desires would be through like prayer and worship mm-hmm. and study of the word. And that's not going to mean you're going to have like a trance where you're going to be like, I see the throne room of heaven and this. It's not going to be like that every yeah. time. That's like very few cases. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be this like internal peace and assurance of God's love and salvation, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say is like the application of this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether or not you can ex- access the spiritual realm through psychedelics or if on the other hand it's just like giving yourself over to something and opening yourself up to like the spiritual world or demons or something like that you're not actually entering the spiritual realm and it's more like you're giving up control of over your actions and like demons can influence you based off of you giving over control like the same way as if you're drunk or something like that right Mm -hmm. obviously people have different encounters the different kinds of uh, like intoxicated or inebriated they get um whether or not either of those are are legit, you do experience some amount of uh, like spiritual activity yeah. when you do yeah. psychedelics, right? And so um, I would say the application for this, um, less in like just putting like the spiritual realm on psychedelics, is realizing that the spiritual realm is kind of everywhere and everything we do is necessarily connected to the spiritual realm, right? Like mm-hmm. every way we let the devil into our lives is technically letting like a certain part of the spiritual realm into our lives, just like. Um, as if right. you open yourself up to psychedelics. Yeah, they're, they're like weirdly intertwined. Yeah, so. exactly. So every foothold like you give to the enemy in sin um, or whatever like you give up to him is technically a foothold that you're giving to him and a way you're letting him into your life just as if you were like trying to experience Yeah, and there's going to be bondage there whether you realize yeah. it or not. Yeah, it's just know? much less visibly obvious to you and much more like subtle. You know, just like, yeah. just like how you can boil uh, a frog and it won't notice that it's dying, right? It's much less of like psychedelics is like you, you throw a frog into an already boiling pot and just like your everyday sin is like you're slowly being boiled alive, yeah. right? Yeah. You're not realizing okay. the foothold you're giving them, um, to the devil in your life. Whereas if you were to do psychedelics, you'd be like, oh, like this is the enemy. Right. And, that, and you can still experience that daily mm-hmm. spirituality, but in a positive sense under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that would be like the freedom from the boiling pot you mm-hmm. know god takes you out and puts you as the frog back in the pond that you were created to be in yeah and there's there's a peace and tranquility found in the presence of god that mm-hmm. like i said is unrivaled by any, it's like the the confident assurance like i'm going to heaven mm-hmm. and i know god and he loves me is way better than yeah. anything that could that could be 
access through human means in the spirit realm, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that that's a big application too, is like knowing that if, so I guess some people might be thinking like, be tempted like, oh, my friends do psychedelics. I want to join them, but I've been battling this. I would say don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't give up your position of intimacy with God mm-hmm. and like, and you're compromising. I wouldn't say give up, but don't compromise your position of intimacy mm-hmm. with God for a couple hour experience into something that has terrible spiritual ramifications. Yeah. Instead, know that your spiritual experience with God, it outdoes theirs. Maybe not necessarily experientially where you're seeing a bunch of cool things, but you're getting knowledge from the throne of God and like a revelation from God yeah. himself. And that is life transforming and life changing Mm -hmm. and not only your life, but the lives of those around you as you share the gospel with those around you. Yeah. Right. And so the power of God is always more powerful than that of the enemy. It just seems the enemy just knows how humans Mm -hmm. are wired and he tempts us in those regards. Yeah. Right. So don't give in to that temptation. Know that God has greater access for you in him. Yeah. And. And then, yeah, like share that with your friends and then pray for your for those around you that you know mm-hmm. who are in psychedelics and, and, and yeah. camped in that. Yeah. So to recap, um, in my opinion, I believe that psychedelics are a window into the spiritual realm, um, especially into the demonic. Um, I believe you possibly could encounter the Lord there, um, but only him rebuking you and telling you don't do this, <laughs> right? Um, most of the time, you're probably going to experience demons. Um, and that the application of this is to realize that this is just like an obvious view of what we experience every day in that there is a very real spiritual battle going on every day for our souls and for the souls of those around us so good. in the things that we do, right? And yeah. the things we already allow into our lives, right? The music that we listen to and the lyrics that it has has an effect on our lives and we... Convicting. Op- Stop talking. <laughs> we open ourselves up <laughs> to, different, uh, to different parts of the spiritual realm based on the kind yeah. of things we watch and we listen to, um, the kind of conversations we have, the kind of people we hang out with, um, just anything we choose to do and expose ourselves to opens us up to a different part of the spiritual realm. Um, and mm-hmm. just like you said, like the more time you spend with the Lord um, and being in his presence and walking with the spirit, the more and more you're going to be opened up to, um, to his presence and to being closer yeah. to him. And the more and more you decide not to be with him, right? It's just the exact opposite of that, right? right. You're opening up the other spiritual door. It's just one right. or the other, you, yeah, right? you will be There's no neutral spiritual right. door. Like you will be spiritually influenced by yeah. some... Which, which by one camp or the other, mm-hmm. you know, at times it might feel like both, like you might have like a really good high with God, but like not, not drug high, yeah, yeah, yeah. but a very spiritual, like, <laughs> yes, God, I'm in like this great place. And the next day it might feel like you're on like just being terribly like torn down and dis- distracted yeah. and discouraged. And it might feel at times like back and forth, back and forth, but the one you give your intentionality to is the one mm-hmm. that's going to win. Yeah. And if anybody's asking the question, well, could I like do psychedelics or like, or something like that, or get high in some way to like be with God. Like, wouldn't he want me to experience like this awesome high with like worshiping in his presence? Like I have both together. The answer is no, because the Bible says that you you shouldn't do that. The Bible says that you should never compromise your um, sobriety, right? You should always be a sober mind, like willing and able to give a defense of Mm -hmm. the gospel. Yeah. And in that, like, like I said earlier, and it's like, like God has ways that he's outlined on how to come before him. Mm -hmm. It's through humility mm-hmm. and repentance and love, right? Yeah. And if you're not willing to give up the drugs in order to experience that, well, that's problematic because, well, then you're not being humble. You're putting yourself before God. Yeah. You're not being repentant because you're not turning from 
the actions, you're not loving God because, well, you're not following the first two. Mm-hmm. And that's not to condemn you at all, but that's to bring understanding and revelation and enlighten that area of your life. That's a, that's a thing that you're dealing with so that you can then repent and be humble and, and then be restored. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible says that confess your sins and receive mercy. Yeah. You know, God's not going to rebuke you. Like, God already knows what you're doing, and he still mm-hmm. loves you. He's not mm-hmm. going to reject you if you repent. Yeah, absolutely. So, nice. I like it. That's all I have to say on that topic. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. A couple of weeks ago, we did, I think, I don't know how many weeks we got all these episodes out of order that we record and release, but yeah, yeah. we got some uh, episodes on why you should read the Bible, how you should read the Bible, That's how to share week. the gospel. Next week. Yeah. All those things. Oh, wait. Or when are we releasing this one? <laughs> this <laughs> week. Right now. We're <laughs> releasing it this week. Okay. So. We talked about why you should read the Bible last week, and that might help you in regards to experiencing God in mm-hmm. this in that way that we we're talking about, where you feel a peace and assurance of God. Yeah. So the Bible is super important in in living a spiritually honoring life to God. Mm-hmm. So check out that and yep. have a great week. We have YouTube, we have Instagram, we have all those things. Patreons, you can support us on on our podcast page on Anchor. Um, however you want, we got stickers. We have all those tiers on Patreon. Um, we have a a TikTok coming very soon, which will be very interesting. <laughs> we're excited for all those things. Hope you guys have an awesome week, and we're excited to see you yeah. next time. Love you.